Hi, CityCast listeners. Today, for our neighborhood tour, we are going to A-Leaf. Lead producer Dina Kesba, who grew up there, is sitting down with two of her high school classmates, Faras Abulawi and Christina Fan. It's Wednesday, August 23rd, 2022. I'm Lisa Gray, and this is CityCast Houston. All right, so Dina, you sat down with two of your high school classmates to talk about A-Leaf? Yes, I sat down with Firas and Christina, and I'm so excited for you to hear this conversation. Firas, Christina, I'm so excited to have y'all join me today to talk about A-Leaf. We're excited to be here. Yeah, Dina, (laughs) good to see you again after so long. I know, we go way back, like back from high school. (laughs) And we all live in A-Leaf, which is exciting. I want to first start by getting people who don't know where A-Leaf is oriented. Where would y'all say we are in the city? I mean, generally, we're in southwest Houston. That's what I usually tell people to narrow it down. Christina, do you narrow it down more than that? Yeah, and when people give me a blank look, I say that we're directly north of Sugarland, and usually folks know where Sugarland is, which is a big suburb in Houston. Yeah, or I say 15 minutes south of the Galleria. People also know where that is. Oh, wow. Yep. Why is it that they know where those things are, but don't know where A-Leaf is? We're like right yeah, that's there. That's a good question. So close. It's a good question. <laughs> yeah, I suppose it's because A-Leaf is actually an independent school district. And over time, we've all kind of referred to A-Leaf as a neighborhood, but actually it's a school district here. And we probably say sometimes mm-hmm. that we're from the SWAT, which just means Southwest A-Leaf, Texas. <laughs> Yeah. But I don't fault people for not knowing where it is. We're ra- rather small part of Southwest Houston. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Small, but I feel like we've got so much talent. Yeah, we're we're from the, where Beyonce. Beyonce went to high school in Leaf and also Lizzo. So, you know, that puts us on the map for sure. Yeah. Wait, I didn't know about Lizzo. Of course I knew about Beyonce, but I didn't know Lizzo's from here. Yeah. <laughs> what? How could you not? For us, you live under a rock. Wait, what, what high real. school did you go to? Did you go to high school here? Pretty sure it was either Elsick or Hastings. Yeah, of course. It's always yeah. either Elsick or, I mean, or Taylor. And now we've got like Mo Amir. Yes, Mo I saw that. I saw that. And he's going to record a part of his act, I think, in Ailey's Middle School. So I'm excited for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so much representation. <laughs> so let's start with how long you each have lived here. Christina, how long have you lived in Ailey? Sure, yeah. So I'd say cumulatively, I've lived in A-Leaf for around 20 years. I was born and raised in A-Leaf and lived here my entire life since I was from zero to 18 and left for the first time to go to college in New York City at Columbia. And then I lived in New York City for six years and then went to law school in Washington, D.C. and lived in D.C. for another five years and um, finally moved back permanently to Houston late last year. So it had been over 10 years before I came back. And so I'd like to kind of wow. say, you know, between the 18 years growing up here and then the two years during COVID, I've lived here around 20. Whoa. Faras, what about you? Yeah, sort of similar. I, I grew up here my entire life. And then I actually stayed here for college. I went to the University of Houston and I was still living in A-Leaf then. And I didn't leave A-Leaf or Houston until law school um, in 2013 where I was in Austin for a few years. And then after that, I went to New York and lived there for five years and just came back uh, March of this year to A-Leaf. 
Wow. I feel like we all have very similar like stories. Same with my family. Like we Ailey for 20 years. And the only difference is like I didn't really go into the public school system until about high school mm-hmm. because before that I was in private school, Islamic private school. And then I didn't leave Aleph until like 2018 and moved to D.C. And then somehow ended up finding my way back. Why Why did y'all come back? <laughs> I'm just curious. Yeah. Um, as I mentioned previously, I had been gone over 10 years before I moved back to Houston permanently late last year. And during law school, I reconnected and started dating one of my old, old friends from Aleph. <laughs> Hui. And Hui is, is, is <laughs> wow. a boy that, you know, grew up down the street from me my whole life. And that boy that you never think that you had dated, right? Like out of a rom-com. <laughs> and so when I started applying to law school, I reached out to him and asked for some advice. And long story short, we started dating completely unexpectedly and found out that our connection to A-Leaf and the fact that he also left and went to law school elsewhere and lived elsewhere a lot of his life just created a lot of common ground for us and created a very deep connection. So he agreed to actually move to DC because I wasn't having long distance for too long. (laughs) So he moved and then, (laughs) yeah. And then around six months later, COVID happened. And, you know, we were then stuck in a 600 square foot apartment in DC. And he was like, why are we here? What are we doing? We were both working remotely at that point because of COVID, but he has always been a lover of Houston to wanted to come back permanently. So that's kind of what motivated both of our move back to Houston during COVID. And it just made sense. I just realized having, you know, wanting kids uh, in the future and, and forming a family, both of our parents are here. So that's kind of what motivated my move back to, to a leaf. It, it just made sense. Yeah. I have a I have a very similar story. I mean, without without all the romantic stuff. I mean, I think <laughs> I think COVID COVID kind of <laughs> COVID kind of changed you know what it looks like to work um, in a professional setting in 2022. And you, we don't always have to be in the office, right? So um, I also work for an East Coast law firm, and and they are super flexible. And now my arrangement is that I split time between New York and Texas. So, you know, after living in New York for five years, I, I spent a short stint for like six months in London and I worked from there. And then I was like, okay, where, where to next? And I just didn't feel like I needed to spend, you know, day to day in New York to be happy and fulfilled. Um, and Houston is where I grew up. Houston is where family and friends are. Houston is home. So it was the natural next step to come back here. Yeah. You know, one thing I was curious about when I was setting up this conversation to have with y'all is just like understanding the history of Aleph. It's really different. And I don't know how much y'all have read about, but apparently like it wasn't the community that we have today. It used to be a rural community of about like 30 families in the 1900s. And it was something that was described as a flood prone prairie, which I I still get the flood part (laughs) because Aleph sure floods. But it was like a bunch of farmers who grew rice and cotton and corn and raised cattle. And going to, you know, Houston proper meant a 30 mile round trip by wagon on an unsurfaced pathway. I don't know about y'all, but I can't picture that image (laughs) seeing what Aleph is like today, that it used to literally just be a bunch of farmland. Yeah, that's wild. At least for me, I mean, I've looked into the history of Vietnamese immigration to Aleph about 
how on earth did all of these Vietnamese people end up in, here in this one 10 square <laughs> mile kilometer, right? And, yeah. and it's that one, Houston is very similar to Vietnam in weather, <laughs> the humidity and the temperatures. Mm, and two, that. it's a very mm-hmm. affordable place for Vietnamese refugees to come in the 70s after the Vietnam War. So as one person came, another person came and sponsored their family and so on and so forth, right? Which created this beautiful community here of all kinds of cultures. And I think this story can be reflected in a lot of different ethnic groups in Houston. It's just very accessible. And at the time, my parents were telling me the job market was really easy to get and it just created this very welcoming space for them to find home in America. Wow, that's so interesting. I had no idea how many Vietnamese we had in our community in A-Leaf and how many resettled in A-Leaf. That's so interesting. I guess it makes sense now because when you think of Bel Air, there's a lot of Vietnamese like stores and Vietnamese like restaurants. You don't really think of like, okay, well, how did they get here? And like, why did they choose a mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the proximity too to Galveston was another factor because a lot of these Vietnamese folks were fishermen in Vietnam. At least that's true for my boyfriend's family. They came here because and they started fishing off the coast of Galveston and shrimping off the coast of Galveston. So there's a Vietnamese community there as well doing that. And um, just the overall affordability of it. My dad grew up as a car mechanic and then eventually he worked for the mm-hmm. public bus system here, the Metro, fixing buses. Mm. And so, you know, I was raised on blue collar <laughs> money my entire life. And my mom was an electronics assembler. Um, she assembled motherboards. Mm. And that was a very popular thing for Vietnamese women to do. Um, and of course, nail salons are all over in, in Houston as, as well as the reputation that a lot of Vietnamese mm. people open nail salons. So, yeah, I think overall... Houston just created a home for for folks who are new to America, which I really appreciate. That's amazing. So what was y'all's experience like growing up in A-Leaf? Yeah, I mean, it was a a very pleasant experience, right? So so it just so happens that Christine and I and you, Dina, we all went to the same high school, right? We went to Kerr High School, Mm -hmm. which is a public school. I don't think it's considered a magnet school, but it's definitely not your typical large um, public school in that I believe our graduating class was 160 students. The structure Mm -hmm. of um, learning and teaching was a little bit different in that we had seminars, right? So we had it, we had a different educational experience, but it was, it was an amazing experience. I mean, I, I loved my public school, all of my public schools. I love the public school system. I'm a huge advocate for public schools. Um, my experience growing up was very much surrounded by communities, um, and it was a very loving and very safe, you know, contrary to popular belief of what people may think of when they hear A-Leaf, right? It was like a very (laughs) safe and loving and warm upbringing. That's really Mm -hmm. the first thing that comes to mind when I think of growing up in A-Leaf. Yeah, I totally agree with Faraz. Growing up in A-Leaf was so special, but I only grew to realize that after having been away in New York and and Washington, Mm because growing up zero through 18, you really take things for granted that this is your snow globe, right? Of what you know is the norm. Mm -hmm. And only when I left did I look back and compared and contrasted my experience with my experiences elsewhere. So like Faraz said, Mm -hmm. even though 
A-Leaf has a reputation definitely for being the hood. Like it's definitely not the safest place in Houston <laughs> for sure. And and I wouldn't recommend walking late at night anywhere mm-hmm. remotely near this part of town. But I never really felt unsafe ever growing up in A-Leaf because like Frost said, we had such a strong community growing up with our parents, friends, extended family. And it was very much a loving community despite not so easy times and it not only I didn't really realize that it was unsafe until I got to college and googled a leaf and like watched YouTube videos about it and things like and documentaries that have been made about the crime in a leaf that I was just mind blown at that this occurred down the down mm. the street right I think mm-hmm. I really did have a privileged kind of upbringing in, in, in a leaf in that sense even though we didn't have a lot of money I think my parents did a good job sheltering me from from all of that mm-hmm. yeah yeah no I I totally I echo those same sentiments I feel like Aleph definitely gets a bad rep and it's like I agree I don't know if I would walk at night anywhere in yeah. Houston yeah, to be honest, like, outside of Aleph too you know so I don't I don't want people to come and think like oh it's just Aleph but it's it's not and I agree with y'all we had like a really great high school experience I, didn't, I wasn't in the middle school or elementary school system to really get that exposure of what it was like in A-Leaf, but high school was such a great indication of that. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm curious if y'all had this experience when you first moved and left Aleph. Like when I moved, I moved to Alexandria, Virginia, and I have to say the diversity there was severely mm-hmm. lacking. It's not like Aleph. You know, you see so many different ethnic stores and people just walking around Aleph, and it made you feel really comfortable. Whereas in Alexandria, I was really missing that. Was that something that y'all experienced too? Totally. I had such big culture shock because I was only 18 when I moved to New York. It was, I, for some reason in my head thought it'd be easy. I'd be like, oh, New York is so exciting. I'll make friends right away. It'll be great. But my freshman year of college was rough. I had a really hard time feeling that I fit in because honestly, I had not understood what kosher food was prior to moving to New York because there's not that I didn't have Jewish exposure in Ailey. As diverse as it is, as it is um, I grew up in, in, in a very insular Asian, you know, Southeast Asian, South Asian community and, you know, Mexican food, Pakistani food, Jordanian food, what, what have not those, you know, were very familiar with me. But as far as Jewish folks, I, I just didn't have much exposure. So moving to New York, that was something new for me. I actually went into the kosher food line without knowing what it was and then got yelled at like my first day in college. And I was like, oh, wow, they, I don't have uh, the meal plan for this. Okay, now I understand what to do. But um, that was definitely a culture shock. And, and as diverse as uh, New York City is, there's not 
a lot of Vietnamese people around. Um, a lot of the Vietnamese people there are um, Chinese ethnically, so the food is a little bit different. So I had a hard time looking for the same Vietnamese food as I would in, in Houston. That felt a little isolating to me as well. And so it was just a process to find my bearings there and to, to get comfortable. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, Aleph is a extremely diverse school district and neighborhood. I mean, to be honest with you, and if I think back to elementary, middle school and high school days, we had a good contingent of Asian and South Asians, Middle Eastern, um, Hispanic and Latino population, and Black Americans and African Americans, right? But what we did not have is a lot of white peers. I mean, mm -hmm. truthfully, I can count on one hand the number of white friends from my childhood, right? Whereas when we you know, leave these communities and go to places like New York, the overwhelming majority is white people, right? And it's an, it's an adjustment. And, and then you don't have the same communities that you grew up in, right? So that is a culture shock in itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I remember the first time when I was trying to find where I can buy fresh seafood, because we used to go to like H Mart or, you know, Hong Kong, and I couldn't for the <laughs> life of me find the equivalent of in that the East Coast. In, in Alexandria. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's not the same. It doesn't hit the same. Yeah. And seafood is, is so expensive <laughs> there and the way that it's dealt mm -hmm. with outside of Ailey. In Ailey, you can go to a Vietnamese mom and shop place and get a full on lobster for 25 bucks, sauteed, delicious. And that's what I'm, I'm kind of used to. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, seafood is, wasn't expensive in our neighborhood because of the proximity to Galveston and just the culture of ethnic cuisine. Mm -hmm. So that was also, you know, a surprise yeah. to me when I learned that, you know, lobster at, at, at a five-star restaurant in New York yeah. City it does not quite cost $25. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Huge difference. <laughs> okay, so I'm curious to know if there was anything that you could change about A-Leaf, what would it be? Yeah, as I think about that question, I think about maybe how much Aleph has changed since we've left and since returned. And really what my mind is going to is the, the resources that are available to Aleph students and young people growing up in Aleph. But I know, you know, I know, for example, I think in the past like decade, there have been at least 20 new Aleph campuses that have opened. Um, and there are, you know, institutions or establishments targeted towards college preparation. There's there's so many new resources available at Aleph that I'm just not privy to. So if I was answering this question based off of my experience, you know, having grown up and not knowing what has since become available, I would say the resources that are available to Aleph students, because there's so much potential here, right? I mean, what I was saying before is that our experiences are so aligned because there are so many first generation Americans in Aleph and so many of our parents are blue collar workers and so much of our upbringing was you know our friends teaching each other and it's sort of the blind leading the blind right because we had we had amazing teachers who cared about us but i don't know that we had you know the same level of resources given to us at those stages that we were in um, to really guide us to what's available you know out in the world yeah, I totally agree with that. As as great an experience we had at Kerr High School, I was very, very involved in the debate team, the speech and debate team at Kerr. And, you know, we did the best we could with our resources, but it was just really hard to ignore the fact that we were up against a lot of private school kids in, um, you know, Kincaid, for example. <laughs> and 
Strake Jesuit, St. Agnes, St. John's. And so all those schools mm. like evidently had so much more resources. They went to debate camp. They had, you know, parent PTO committees. And, you know, we, we made do and, and we performed excellent with what we had. But I just wish sometimes, obviously, it's harder said than done to have those resources that Frost is, is talking about. And also just encouragement in the school system in general to branch out to schools mm -hmm. out of state for students to get a different perspective of having moved away. I always, whenever I, I come back and talk to, to younger folks, I always tell them, you know, take this opportunity to move away from Houston and Texas generally, just to get another perspective and just to be able to look back and appreciate where you came from, right? I think a lot of the people from A-Leave tend to stay around this area. I mean, for a variety of reasons, um, but to the extent they could leave a leaf and, and, and come back one day, it's such an enriching experience to be able to do that and, and um, branch out of the University of Houston or University of Texas um, and just to see what else is out there to the extent they could. Yeah. So if you were going to give somebody a tour of a leaf, someone who's never been there, what are like the top places that you would take them to? You could just name two. That's a really hard question, Dina, but I will try my best to narrow it down to just two. Um, <laughs> um, Vietnamese food will always be my favorite cuisine of all time. And, and you know, I grew up like a 10 minute drive from Vietnam in A-Leaf, which is along Bel Air Boulevard, which we alluded to earlier. Um, on Bel Air Boulevard, you can find all kinds of mom and pop ethnic food. And my absolute favorite spot to get pho, which is... And it's on the corner of Wilcrest and Bel Air. That's spelled D-I-E-N. It's absolutely delicious there. It's one of those places that there's the janitorial bucket and mop in the bathroom. So you know that that's <laughs> a legit place. And I the service it. is probably terrible, but you have to ignore that too, because you're not going there for the service. You're going there for the hot smoking broth and the very tender beef and the al dente noodles. So that is definitely mm. a recommendation that I would tell people to go to. Or if you're in the market for a bun mi, I would go to Don's Sandwiches, which is on the corner of Ranchester and Bel Air. That is absolutely delicious as well. And both these places are institutions in Houston. They've been around for years. I grew up eating both of these places. So definitely check those out. Yeah, I don't know if I could give you two places. I mean, what I would say is Bel Air as a whole is so, you know, characteristic of what A-Leaf is and like all the tapioca spots on there. I mean, the amount of time that we spent on Bel Air, you know, during our childhood yeah. is, is <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous, yeah. right? But like you, if you come to A-Leaf, you have to go to Bel Air and you have to get some tapioca and then you have to go to the places that Christina just mentioned. And then, I mean, a lot of people come to A-Leaf, especially, you know, South Asians, Middle Eastern people come here because of the grocery stores that we have. I mean, this is a plug for Phoenicia. I don't, you know, I wish my, <laughs> I had sh owned shares in Phoenicia or something, but um, <laughs> not that they're like publicly traded. But anyway, I mean, Phoenicia specialty goods is like a, I mean, it's like a taste of home, right? If you, if you are looking for any mm -hmm. Middle Eastern groceries or products. And then a good restaurant that I would say is, you know, another good Middle Eastern restaurant, I would say is Fadi's Mediterranean Grill, mm. um, who, uh, which has now expanded to other parts of Houston, but started in Aleph, right? I think their first location was like somewhere along Westheimer. And then 
there's another one now in the like heart of Bayleaf, closer to Westheimer and Derry Ashford. Um, and at any time that you go during the day on the weekend, it is packed. You know, even if you go during like an mm-hmm. off in between lunch and dinner time, it is always packed. And doesn't the owner also live the in Ailey? The owner also lives in Ailey. stuck yeah. around. Um, right yeah. near Westheimer and Derry Asher. <laughs> yep, there you go. Yeah. Full circle. <laughs> yeah, and we're, we're talking about the stretch of Bel Air between Highway 6 and 59. Yeah, so if you just get in the car and, and drive from Bel Air and Highway 6 all the way to Interstate 59, that's where A-Leaf is, that stretch of Bel Air. Because if you go further east, it gets more and more fancy. And that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, not, that's not what we're about. <laughs> that's not our A-Leaf. <laughs> yeah. We'd also be remiss to not, not state that there is also a huge African community in A-Leaf. And upon returning, the amount of African grocery stores and restaurants that I've seen and just new establishments establishments in general that I've seen on Westheimer, north of Derry Ashford, you know, like right before Highway 6. There's just, I mean, there's a huge mm-hmm. African community here too, right? I mean, it just goes to show you how diverse the neighborhood is. Um, so there's really, there's really something for everyone. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I'm so glad you mentioned that, Firas, because when I think of Ailey Coding just before Highway 6, it has a huge African community there. And the growth of seeing that diversity is just, I love that. That's something I really love about Alien. Yeah. So before we wrap up, what is something that you really want people to know about Alief? Yeah, I would want people to know that Alief is a destination worth visiting to try all of the delicious <laughs> ethnic foods that we've mentioned throughout this talk that are literally within blocks of each other. It's a very dense neighborhood. And I want to make a plug for Agas. Agas is quite literally the, the, the best Pakistani food you could probably find from one of our friends growing up. She said best in the country. She's had, had a lot of Pakistani food and she said it's the best. So I trust her. Um, and since, you know, I grew up in Alif my entire life, it was just so strange for me to come back now as an adult and meet other lifelong Houstonians who have never heard of Alif their entire lives, don't know where it is, have no clue, um, that a huge Vietnamese community is here. And so I, I just want to say that, you know, Alif is here and it's here to stay and it's, it's getting better by the day. So I just want people to know it's, it's definitely worth visiting. Um, you know, especially during crawfish season where Cajun crawfish is delicious in like March of or April of each year. Mm, I love that. I agree. Christina's totally right. And it's honestly, Aleph is the place to be. I've been looking for homes in this crazy home market and Aleph homes (laughs) get taken up like just as fast as homes do in the lake. So there's like actually way too much competition here. Well, thank y'all, Christina and Feroz. This was so much fun and so much, like, so nostalgic. So nostalgic. Thanks for having us. Yeah, mm-hmm. thanks for having us, Dina. <laughs> it's, it's awesome to see how far we've all come. That was lead producer Dina Kesba with Feroz Abulawi and Christina Fan. Now, I'm here with producer Carlyon Jones. Carly, what else is going on around Houston today? Hey, Lisa. So remember a few weeks back when I was telling y'all about books being pulled from school libraries in Texas? Well, a woman in Katy has taken that a step further and has gotten the police involved. That's right, the police. 
The woman who goes unnamed filed a criminal complaint alleging that KDISD was providing harmful materials to minors, which is a violation of Texas Penal Code 4324. The book Flamer by Mike Carrado, which explores issues of sexuality and sexual orientation, has already gone through multiple review processes by the district and was deemed appropriate for high school students, but was taken out of junior high schools in the district. This wasn't enough to satisfy the woman, though who extended her grievances to the entire school district and stated that she may even take a copy of it to the Texas Rangers. For now, the book has temporarily been removed by a KDISD police officer, but it doesn't look like that's the end of this story. That is it for our show today. Tomorrow, the CityCast crew will be talking about the best date nights in Houston, and we would love to hear your suggestions you will leave us a voicemail, we might even use yours on our show. So, give us a call. The number is 713-489-6972. Tell us your name and why the place you would suggest is so romantic. We will be back tomorrow. Talk with you then. You froze. Oh, no. It's always for us with all the issues, man. You froze. <laughs> <laughs> Back.